everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trans Questioning Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. Hi, everybody. Today, we're just talking about whatever. We're catching up. It's it's a new day, new dawn, new life. Uh, Something else Michael Buble said. I want to take a drink of water because I'm a professional. Ah. So it is the 19th of May. 2019 at 11:30 a.m. I'm making all kinds of mouth sounds despite the fact that I am quite thoroughly hydrated. I don't know what to do about it. Life is just full of suffering and misery for us mere mortals. No, I know exactly why I have mouth sounds. It's because I'm drinking coffee. Because I do only recording in the morning and I need my coffee to wake up. It's an impossible situation. I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay, hi. Hello. Yes, this is the Trans Questioning Podcast. So I'm here at my new abode in the city. And I'm, I mean, I'm closer to the city. I'm still in like a house that is, um, like, I'm not, like, in an apartment or in, like, a high-rise or some shit. I don't know. When I think of... Maybe this is this speaks to the fact that I'm, like, a, I'm a rural baby. But uh, I... When I think of somebody living in the city, as I'm using scare quotes with my fingers, uh, I think of somebody in, like a, like, a penthouse apartment looking out over Central Park. Because that's what you see in movies. And I've never been to New York. So. Anyway, so. uh, About a week ago. Exactly a week ago, actually. I moved into this new place. And I've been slowly settling in. And I think I'm finally starting to uh, not be a complete and total disaster. My first couple of days, I was just really depressed. And I'm still. There's still just an awful awful mess as i uh a little a little fun fact about me as a human being i like plans which is weird because i'm still somebody who likes to be spontaneous but i like to have a map of possibilities in my brain with my um, production spaces i'm very specific about what goes where and what purposes each thing serves and how to properly utilize the space And in my last place, I actually took a tape measure and got all the dimensions of my room. And then I took out some graph paper and like mapped out what the room was and put out where like the closets were and where the windows were and everything. And um, basically figured out the dimensions of all of my furniture and placed that within the confines of the graphing paper to find the most efficient distribution of space, the way that would uh, most facilitate a good workflow. And I probably went through like six or seven different revisions of that design before I arrived at what the final look was. I have done this at the last couple of different like rooms that I've been in. And that's sort of the way that I think about laying out my space in a new room. And I haven't done that here. And so I've been kind of like figuring out what it wants to be as I'm going. What's really cool about my current roommate is he is like a med student. Um, he's busy all of the time. But this is a three bedroom house. And he's just like, you know, I don't want to worry about having to find a third person to move in. And I don't want, you know, that the, the, there are aspects of this house where it's like any more people, it would probably be really crowded. But 
he's like, you know what? You've got this this whole like YouTube podcast thing going. You should take two, but both of the other rooms and use them as like your, one is your bedroom and one is your studio, which is so fucking cool because part of the problem that I've always had with um, my my last three years is that I just never left my room. Because I would wake up and then I would roll off of my bed into my desk chair and immediately turn on my computer and then I would just never leave again. And now, I mean, functionally, there's not that much space between my bedroom and my, I guess, my studio now. But I do have to leave my room and I've made a point of like, I leave my phone in the studio and I don't have it in my room when I'm going to bed, so I don't have that to keep me up. And so far, that's been really nice. It's nice to just have this bedroom. Nothing is really laid out yet, though. So it's kind of hard to, like... It's... it's The benefits are yet unknown, as you might imagine. <laughs> Why am I talking about this? This isn't trans. Um, I... I am running low on my HRT and I've been feeling really lethargic. So I haven't like gone to um, a clinic (laughs) to get my checkup. So I've been stressed about that, Uh, stressed about a lot of things that are very simple problems with easy solutions that just require like a phone call or a ride on like an Uber or some shit. Um, basically things that involve talking to other human people and they don't really, they're not really that hard, but me and my dumbass are like, nah, I don't want to do that. That sounds like torture, which of course it is, but I, I, just, I just gotta do it. Um, so I've been kind of like rationing my HRT, which is probably not the best thing to do, but here we are. This is the life we lead. I've been feeling pretty dysphoric lately, and it might be as a result of that. I um, Part of it is just that I miss my girlfriend, you know? She was here for a while, and we've been talking a lot back and forth, and it is kind of amazing. She was only here a week, and it felt both a lot longer and a lot shorter, and I was not expecting how well we got along. And uh, I was not expecting us to to fit the way that we did. Um, a lot of how I am picturing my future is very different as a result of her, I guess. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um Sometime later this year, I we've talked about this. I'm going to go out to Ireland and stay with her for a much longer stretch of time, um, at least a month, just because I can. Uh, one of the few benefits of being a self-employed YouTube podcast person is that I can just kind of go wherever the heck I want and not worry about where my base of operations is. So I'm going to do that and we're going to see what the fuck that's like, I guess. And um, that's what I keep reminding myself of as I start thinking about the future and worrying about the future. I pause and think about like, well, the first step is 
going out there and hanging out with Molly and seeing how we work when she has to go to work every day and it's not like dedicated vacation time, but just sort of like average day to day time. You know, how do we translate when it's not special anymore? Um, so I don't know. That's an important question to answer. And I'm like holding that as a brick wall in front of my face as a way to keep myself from thinking about bigger things. Like, do I want to try to move to Ireland permanently? The States don't seem to be going in a great direction right now. Um, but I, but I, I, I literally like, I can't think about that because it's such a big question. I never, it's so weird because a year ago, even I never would have considered the possibility that I could even leave the States. I guess a year ago now I was still like just dealing with the fact that I was going to be going to Italy, which was my first time leaving the States. And I don't know. I just never, I never thought of like international travel as a thing that I would be able to do ever. And now I'm in a position where my girlfriend lives in Ireland and I am in a position, we are in a position where we both make enough money. Um, well, she makes significantly more than I do, but we make enough money and I am untethered enough that visiting is not the Herculean challenge that it is for probably a lot of couples who are long distance. Although it is still an, like, I can't just hop a flight every other weekend and just go up there. You know, it's, it's still gotta be kind of planned, but like, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I, I, my life is going in all these directions that I wasn't expecting. There's probably some earlier episode of the podcast where I talk about never thinking that I would ever get into a relationship with anybody and I'll just be alone forever. And I just I believed that right up until the moment that that ceased to be true. And like a lot of things have happened with Molly that I was not expecting. And I don't know. I don't know how to deal with that. It's um, it's big. It's weird. It's strange. Y'all, it's weird being in a relationship. This is, I don't, I don't know what this podcast is about right now. I have some topics that I'm going to cover after the ad break, but like right now I'm just sort of talking about me and working through my own shit. And I honestly just have no idea what I'm saying anymore. (laughs) So last month I did a video called the labor of art. And in it, I talk about how we conceptualize the labor of art and the lack thereof, where we think of uh, work, quote unquote, as like pulling levers and lifting I-beams. And that is part of why we devalue art as a job, because it doesn't like the work doesn't look the same. And, you know, what you're doing that counts as work is vastly different. And, um, a lot of people, I wasn't sure who that video would be for, and I've been surprised by the number of people who found it, you know, enlightening for them. But I, um, I found it interesting in the last week since I've been here, uh, I guess the last two weeks, including while I was packing, uh, feeling like overwhelmingly just wasteful and dead-endy. That's not a term about not working 
because I've been moving and unpacking. But like I've a part of why I was depressed earlier in the week is just like looking at all of this stuff and seeing all the work that I had to do before I could even get to the point where I could actually record another video. I just felt like I was melting and, you know, it, 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 it's frustrating. And now I'm at a point where my room is set up where I could record a video. I would have to scoot a bunch of stuff off into a corner, but I could still do it. I'm not entirely sure what my setup is going to be. I was using a stool. Uh, this is some behind the scenes stuff for you. Uh, my old roommate had like a, a, a stool that is the kind of thing that I guess they sell at like guitar center that you sit on to play guitar. I don't fucking know. And I'd been using that cause it was sort of the perfect height for the camera angle that I was using. Obviously I don't have that with me anymore, so I'm not entirely sure uh, where I'm going to sit or how I'm going to sit. I don't know. I'll figure that out. These are the kinds of dumb questions you ask yourself when you make YouTube videos and care about how they look. I've been really feeling down on myself because I haven't made anything in a while. I'm not really sure what I want to make next. Uh, there are some obvious things that I know, like what they what I know that I need to do a video about the Matrix because I'm working on a series about the Wachowski siblings and that'll be relatively low effort and more or less know what I'm going to say. Um, I there's a, a one video about I guess a way to put it is the nature of truth, but I don't want to say any more about that right now uh, that I want to do, but it will require a bit more research and I would like to get a video out before the end of the month and there's other stuff. I mean, there's the Twin Peaks series always, but like that's going to be later in the year, I think. And I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down on myself for not working on anything and not really having anything drawing me. Uh, I don't have my ADHD medication. Thankfully, I still have like three months worth of my bipolar medication. Um, this is one of those logistic things that I have to deal with is like going to a doctor and talking, like finding a psychiatrist and finding one that I can afford because I really don't make that much money. Or at this point I make like about $900 a month and you know, my rent alone is like 600 a month. And so it's like, it's golden tight around here and you know that's the, the cycle of like well okay i need to make another video and hopefully get some new patrons and if my goal is to get new patrons so that i can live i need to try to make things that i know will strike a nerve i need another politics of the mcelroy brothers but i have no earthly clue what that would be right and so i'm like back to weighing the pros and cons of doing things that i love versus doing things that'll make money and uh, all these stresses um, and then there's the fact that I've just been feeling really dysphoric because I um, uh, was not able to make it to my last laser hair removal appointment and now it feels like my facial hair is starting to get thicker again and I've got to find a place to go to here and I've got to find the money to fucking pay for more laser hair removal. And it's probably going to be more expensive here and hopefully it'll be a better place here. But just all of these fucking things that cost a lot of money that I don't fucking have that are things that I absolutely essentially need in order to feel comfortable and like live my goddamn life. 
And it's it all comes back to how fucking immoral and inhumane our healthcare system is that I I went I went to the doctor for a panic attack because I thought I was literally dying and they sent me a fucking bill that was almost a thousand goddamn dollars and I don't know what to do about that. Uh, I don't I don't know what to do about that. I've got like student loans that are coming up due. Like I know I'm in my six month grace period, but I've still got them saying uh, your payment is coming due. And like, I don't know what the fuck that means. I got to get a hold of somebody and say, hey, I'm in the six months grace period. Oh, fuck, six month grace period. Y'all need to get off my dick, please. And like, you know, I'm I'm Sarah. Hi, my name is Sarah. Uh, but when I go out and I say, yes, I'll have a venti coffee drink, please. And they say, what name do you want on that? I say, my name is Sarah. And they pause and they look at me and they say, Sarah. And I say, yep. That's me. And they write my name all politely and then they call my name and I go up and pick it up. And then everybody who heard my name looks in my direction and is like, whoa, is that a Sarah? Doesn't look like a Sarah. So as much as I talk about how passing should not be the goal for one's transition and we should question the desire to pass as trans people, uh, it still would be really nice if I didn't have it's it's honestly it's two things for me. It's the facial hair, which is something I can do about, and then it's the hair on my head, which I'm less convinced I'm able to do anything about because my hair has grown a lot longer, but it's just this, this the landing strip on the center top of my head that is just very thin. And, you know, I'm taking supplements. I'm using biotin-laced shampoo and conditioner. I'm doing my gosh dang the best, and it just isn't really helping. And, like, I don't know. That fucking sucks. I'm trying to get a P.O. box, which is fucking expensive. Again, all these are fucking expenses. And I'm legit thinking, saying, hey, everybody, I have a P.O. box. You want to send me some wigs? Jesus Christ. It's just frustrating. All of this is very frustrating. Um, I actually hadn't let myself think about all of these things in tandem. So that's fun. Welcome to Real Stress Hours here on the Trans Questioning Podcast. Um I don't know. I'm I'm frustrated. I'm feeling dysphoric. I'm feeling, you know, I walk around. I, I wish that I could go a day without having to shave. I'm at the point of like, I should just go for electrolysis. But even that's expensive and that's painful. And like my skin is so sensitive that, you know, p- part of the reason why I missed my last uh, uh, laser hair s- session is that I was just so emotionally drained that the thought of going through and enduring that pain for even, you know, it takes less than 10 minutes. It usually takes less than five minutes, but just the thought of enduring that again made me cry. Just like, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't fucking do it. And I just, I have this stress response to laser because it just hurts 
so much for me. And it's just, it's just all very frustrating. But this is the thing, right? Eventually it'll be okay. I'll work through all this shit. I'll figure it out. I'm, I'm still at the point where I am working on getting better at my job and getting paid more from my job. But like, I have no reason to expect that that won't happen over time as long as I keep working. And it's nice to be in that position, you know, as, as, as frightened and worried about so many things as I am, I do have a level of security in knowing that I'm in enough people's mouths at this point. That's a bit of a suggestive way to put it. My name is in enough people's mouths at this point that I can reliably say that by the end of the year, I will probably have passed a certain milestone in terms of income. And my my current idea of what that milestone will be is probably conservative. And that's kind of what I'm basing all of my finances around is conservative estimates. And so far, I've pretty consistently blown past all of my conservative estimates. But I don't know. It's hard to rely on. That's the thing is that it's all so fucking insecure and wild and changing. Throughout the month, I actually lost a number of patrons and my income dropped. I was in... um, you know, I fell below 900 a month for a, f- a few days and I've had to uh, go to Twitter and be like, hey, y'all, could you donate some money to my coffee or PayPal or, you know, to my Patreon? Because I am I'm having to pay rent twice this month and there's lots of other bills that I'm having to deal with. And it's just really stressful um, and a lot of fucking people showed up for me and a number of people donated to my Patreon and I'm now in the plus in terms of like um, number of patrons I've gained versus lost in the month, which is really nice. Um, it's good and it's getting better. There's, there is always a light side. It's just today specifically I'm, I'm feeling kind of exhausted and it's Sunday Sunday's kind of a shitty day, always. I slept in. I know that tomorrow I've really got to make a bunch of phone calls, and it's going to take me a hot, hot minute to do so. And, like, I um, I just don't want to do it. I know that the big one is that I have to call my uh, ISP, my Internet Service Provider, And because of how god-awful and terrible the ISPs are in our country, it's just going to be a fucking nightmare. Uh, That's a a phone call that's probably going to take like two hours because I I just need to shut off my service, but they don't have a way to do that online. So I've got to call them and I got to say, hey, I need to shut off my service because I'm I'm moving. I've moved. And what they're going to do is like, well, are you sure you still don't need the service? Nope. Do you need to transfer it to your new place? Nope. What's the rate of the the service that you're transferring to? I don't want to tell you. Well, you know, we can do this cheaper plan and we've got all these options and everything. And I just, it's just like this constant back and forth and back and forth. And like, y'all, can you just fucking chill, please? Can you just chill and turn off my service? Can you just be a good customer service 
thing, please. For the love of God, thanks. Ugh, yikes. Anyway, anyway, I just know that I have to do all of that shit, but it'll be okay. I'm going to do it tomorrow and I'll feel good once it's over. And um, today I'm getting some like storage cubes that I got on the Jeep and I'm finally going to organize all of the shit that's on my floor. And I'm going to try to do a live stream tonight, which this is coming out the day after I'm recording this literally the day before this episode is supposed to go up. So hopefully y'all will have participated in that live stream. Some of y'all will have, um, for those who don't know, I guess my YouTube channel is called let's talk about stuff. Go over there and subscribe. You dinguses, you chungus, you fucking chungus. Um, you're not chungus. I, you're good people. Cause you're listening to my podcast, which makes you a good person. Yikes. Anyway, um, things are going to be okay. Things are straightening out. It's just a moment of in-betweenness, which if you've been listening to this podcast, you know there's been a lot of in-betweenness for the last few months. But every day is a step closer to not being so much in-between, and we're getting there. So now feels like as good a time as any to tell you about some podcasts. The first podcast I want to tell you about is Deck of Friendship, hosted by Marble, Ray, and Mars, who are really cool people. I've hung out with them a bunch of times at this point, and they're funny as all heck, especially Marble. Uh, It's a podcast that's weekly, and the deal with Deck of Friendship is it's them talking about friendship-based game anime, so stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh, Bakugan, Cardfight, Digimon, etc. And it's funny and good and such an interesting concept because you don't think of that as necessarily a genre, but it's a genre. And hearing them talk about the shared themes of these anime and like the power of friendship is just it's a great old grand old time. And your hosts are wonderful and pleasing. And it's just it's a good podcast. Not that any of these that I talk about in these little ad breaks are bad podcasts. Everything on the Lunar Network is perfect. Of course it is. You know it is. You should go listen to Deck of Friendship, which goes up every Tuesday. And you can find that on LunarLightStudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you get them. And speaking of podcasts, the second podcast I want to tell you about is Netflix and Kill. This is a show where hosts Kyla and Hannah watch and review a horror movie that is on Netflix, which I think is a pretty good way to do it because it's the problem with a lot of uh, movie podcasts is that you often talk about movies that are hard to find, which kind of alienates your audience. But everybody's got a, a Netflix account, so you can go to Netflix and watch a movie and then go listen to the podcast and have a grand old good old great time uh, with the with the hosts. So the most recent episode is about Saw, and it's a funny episode where it's just them talking about 
how kind of stupid and ludicrous that sh- that friggin' movie is. And they have a third guest on that hasn't seen Saw. So a bit of a mock footage vibe in that particular episode, which is another Lunar Light Studio podcast, which I plugged earlier in another episode. Netflix and Kill goes up every other Tuesday. And you can find that at LunarLightStudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And generally speaking, just go to LunarLightStudio.com and check out all of our amazing podcasts, including this one. But I mean, obviously you knew that. Why am I? God, I'm so bad at this. No one's ever going to willingly advertise on my fucking podcast because I'm just the worst. Anyway, these shows are good. Gosh, my voice is cracking. Go listen to them. You dang old dinkuses. I love you. I'll be back in a second after my song plays. Good ad break. A plus, gold star, high five me. So let's get to the main topic of the show, which is a bit late to get to that, but whatever, that's fine. There's a lot of really messed up, terrible things going on in the world at this particular moment in time. There's um, great, good legislation going through in uh, Georgia, is that where it is? That's um, about abortion and reproductive rights generally that is just the absolute worst. And our conservative government is really just a nightmare. And uh, this shit just keeps on happening. And uh, there's nice trans erasure in these kinds of bills where it doesn't even remotely consider the fact that, as per usual, you know, there are men who can get pregnant and need help. And clinics that provide abortion also provide a lot of fucking other services than just abortion. Calling them abortion clinics is a fucking misnomer because, like, I go to a woman's center to get my hormone replacement therapy. It's the only place I can go that doesn't cost an arm a leg and a psychologist's judgmental gaze. But I don't really want to talk about that because it's... Honestly, it's not really in my wheelhouse, and most of what I have to say is, wow, that sucks. If you're in that part of the country, go fucking throw milkshakes at your representatives and vote them out of office and fucking campaign and try to get... Anyway, uh, that's basically all that I have to say. There are experts who have much better takes than I do, and much more informed takes. Instead, I want to talk to y'all about Snapchat. So Snapchat added some filters that uh, will alter your appearance to make you look more masculine or more feminine. And this meme kind of blew up. A lot of people sharing pictures of themselves looking more masculine or more feminine. And, uh, of course, saying, this is what I'd look like as a boy, or this is what I'd look like as a girl, which is some fun non-binary erasure, but I guess we'll get to that. I have some nuanced thoughts about Snapchat. The first thing is, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I'm not really a fan. As somebody who is still mid-transition and doesn't pass as female and still gets misgendered all the time, uh, seeing folks just sort of like, oh, wow, this is what... uh, Seeing some, like, trans people who do pass 
uh, seeing some trans women or trans feminine people uh, who do pass posting pictures of themselves looking more masculine like oh wow this is weird don't I look terrible ha 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 that kind of hurts that's kind of a bit of a jab in the gut um there's a lot of shit like that going around but I have to admit that this snapchat thing is is complicated there's more than just that there are a lot of people who are eggs who might not have even recognized that they were eggs who, out of curiosity, were just like, Snapchat filter? Oh, I look like a girl. Dang, I wish I looked like that all the time. Wait a second, am I a girl? Um, My girlfriend Molly actually had an experience like that fairly early on in her questioning phase. And, you know, I can't say that that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. And there isn't really a solution. There isn't really, like, one answer to this problem, I guess, because all sides have pros and cons. I think it's great that there are a lot of eggs who have uh, come out, have had their, their shells shattered as a result of these filters, and ultimately... It's fun, sure, whatever. It kind of sucks to see a lot of cis people uh, joke. And, like, there's some inherent transphobia in saying, oof, this is what I look like as a girl, or this is what I look like as a boy. Yikes. Yikes a doodle. I do think that there is an inherent good in people softening the boundaries between genders. and, And I think that there's a normalization of cross-gender experimentation that goes on with these kinds of filters. Uh, I don't think that that's intentional by any stretch of the imagination, and I think a lot of people play it for jokes and don't really think about it, but well, that's my intuition. That's not a fact, and I could be wrong. Um, what really bugs me about these filters is that they are positioned as male and female and very rooted in the binary. It all comes back to how we conceptualize gender and masculinity and femininity and that we have an idea of what the ideal person looks like. And that sucks. That's that's bad. That's not great. The idea of like, you know, you take a picture of yourself and it's like, oh, here's what I would look like as a woman. That's not really what you would look like as a woman. There's a pretty good chance that you'll never look that good. And it's not your fault. And it's not to say that you won't look great. But they're applying an impossible standard to you that is really just more of the same problem that we've always had, which is just that beauty standards are bad and kind of destroy us. And like the obvious solution here, I think I saw this on Twitter somewhere, is to say instead of saying like, you look like a man or you look like a woman now, is to just say like, you look like Greg or you look like Norma. Like positioning those appearances as the way that an individual person looks like that makes you look more like them, that reduces a lot of the harm, I feel like. And it's amazing how just a simple nomenclature role difference like that can do makes make so much of a difference. 
And I don't know. I, I thought that I would have a little bit more to say about this, but ultimately it just comes down to the fact that like, it's, I think it's harmless in the grand scheme of things. I think that there are very positive results. I think there are very negative results. I kind of wish that this wasn't commodified. I wish that Snapchat didn't exist. I wish that we didn't live under capitalism. I wish that the binary wasn't enforced so thoroughly. There's so many like intersectional problems. I have no idea how the filter works with people of different races or skin colors. And I'm sure it's not great because Silicon Valley does not have a good track record with non-white people who, uh, statistically speaking, are the vast majority of the population of the human species. But whatever, if you enjoy it, that's great. If you don't like it, that's also great. I think that there is room for nuance and just saying, you know what, it's not for me. I'm going to ignore it. You don't have to have an opinion. I guess I don't have to have an opinion. I don't have to come down on one side or the other. I see all of the sides. It's not for me. It kind of hurts my feelings. But that doesn't mean it's inherently bad. I think ultimately it's relatively value neutral. And that kind of is the end of the conversation, I feel like. Oof. Um, what else... Oof, oof. I wish I had more of a bang to end on with this one, but it kind of just comes down to that. It's like, it's up to you to come up with your own take and your own feeling and ignore it if you want to ignore it. Share your thoughts if you want to share your thoughts, you know, come down on whatever side. If it's a hard line in the sand for you, that's fantastic. Uh, But don't feel pressured to come down one way or the other as a result of like the, the the hashtag discourse, just feel how you feel. And that's how you feel. And I think that that attitude would benefit all of us in these stratified times. And I think that we ultimately should be a little bit more nuanced in our opinions about things because most Human endeavors are not inherently good or bad. Most have positives and negatives, and it is up to us as individuals and as a society at large to weigh those pros and cons and ultimately make a judgment for ourselves. I don't know. I I don't know what the solution looks like. I don't know if there is a solution. I just know that I think there are bigger things to worry about than fucking Snapchat. So... There you go. Well, that was an episode of the Trans Questioning Podcast, huh? If you have questions, thoughts, comments, or stories, or whatever uh, that you think would make for good material to show up on this particular program, send me an email at transquestioningpodcast at gmail.com or send me an anonymous message over at curiouscat.me slash transquestioning. You can get updates about the show at transqpodcast on Twitter, or you can just follow me generally at HMSNoFun on Twitter. Transquestioning is, of course, a proud production of the 
Lunar Light Studio Network, and we are hosting a number of amazing podcasts. And if you want to support us in celebrating queer independent media, go to patreon.com slash lunarlighthq and throw some money at us. We've got lots of exclusive content. There's a monthly live stream and a bunch of patron-exclusive podcasts. It's a good deal, and you get the knowledge of knowing that you're helping support the creation and sustainment of independent media in this, our darkest timeline. If you've got a little bit of leftover money after supporting Lunar Light Studios... If you've got a little bit of money left over after supporting Lunar Light Studios, you can go to paypal.me slash sarahzedig or co-feed.com slash sarahzedig and give me a couple bucks as well because as you heard earlier on in this particular podcast program episode thing, I am hard up on cash and could use the help. So do that. Uh, music is by Zoestra. Cover art is by at Dear Witch on Twitter. That's the W is two V's and you can find links to everything in the description of this video. Thank you as always for listening to this show and I will see you again next week with an interview with somebody. See you then. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.